When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. We're back here for another episode of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. John Schmelk. Old buddy Greg Giannotti. Gio, what's up, bro? It's great to see you, man. We were just talking about how many years you have been here with the Giants, and I was working as a producer at WFAN with you. On the Giant Games. And Yes, on the Giant Games, but then also just behind the scenes with Steve Summers and everybody, and I remember you had the job that I wanted, which was the lead weekend producer so I could get my weekend nights back. Which, by the way, for the folks that I know, four to midnight, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Not fun. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to get off of that and then get the ones where I get my weekends back, and then you ended up coming to the Giants. I was thinking, how many years is that? And you're like, this is year 17 now? Season 17. Season 17, so unbelievable. So you've done a great job, and we're happy to have you on WFAN, this great partnership, and hear you during the games. Yeah, we're great to be back, and, you know, we're going to have Sal on later in the show. Me, you, and him came in, I think, what, three semesters apart as interns? Yeah, I was uh, September 2005. Yeah. So, and he was, I believe he was 03, so he was a couple of years, or at least a year and a half uh, ahead of me, and I think you were right in the in the mix there, too. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, you were, like you said, you worked at Giant Games, what, three or four years for us in studio? <sighs> yeah, and it was the 2007 season. I was the in-studio producer, so I got to watch that whole run. And, man, I tell you, that is still, and I don't think it'll ever be topped, the greatest run in NFL postseason history. And we were there to watch the whole thing. I was just in absolute awe. I mean, I I actually, I felt good about the Giants beating the Cowboys that uh, that playoffs. But the rest of those games, I was like, there's no way they're going into Green oh, Bay. Oh, you and I talked before that Green Bay game. We're like, they got no shot. No <laughs> shot. And then, and then, of course, the Super Bowl, I felt the same way. But but what, what a run. And to experience it that close to doing the games was just spectacular. Dude, I'll never forget, in that Green Bay game, it's still my favorite giant game I ever worked. So Mad Dog had done his remote there from Lambeau that morning. Yeah. So he's in the back of the booth watching the game. And, you know, Lawrence Tynes had missed those two field goals earlier. And he goes in there to kick the kick in overtime. And he goes, Johnny, let me tell you. No chance he's making this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's just, I mean, you know what? And a lot of us felt the same exact way. I, I think about both stuff in the booth felt the same yeah. thing. Yeah. They banged it right through, and it was a hell of a run. All right. You had a bunch of guys on this morning. With this, we're recording this on Monday, by the way. So many news breaks between now and Wednesday. Don't freak out. <laughs> great, great to have the, all the FAN shows here. We're doing some stuff for charity with the Giants Foundation. It's just a great day. You talked to Brian Dable, Daniel Jones. Just talk about your kind of impression after talking to some of the big-time decision-makers for the Giants. Well, it is amazing that Daniel Jones, in every year that we've been here and interviewed him, regardless of the situation, is the same exact guy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm jealous of it. I asked him, I said, what the hell is your secret? Because you came into camp last year with your career on the line. Like, essentially, you had a guillotine over your head in training camp. No fifth-year option. Right, yep. this mm-hmm. was it. You were either going to be on another team as a backup or you're going to be the Giants starting quarterback with a big contract, and here he is with the big contract, and he just hasn't changed at all. So it's really amazing to me that his personality remains that way, but I think that's a great thing and a great characteristic to be a quarterback in New York. So it's always good to see him. 
Darren Waller, I think. I mean, this guy is a beast. I just hope he stays healthy. How be- was he bigger than you thought he'd be? Oh my god, saw? yeah. I mean, he's six legit six six. You he's know? bigger than Boomer. Right, Boomer's ex- huge. Boomer six four, and then when he stood next to him, I'm like, oh my goodness. And then, like, you know, we all saw how great he was those couple of years. If you play fantasy football, he was like a lock every single week. So you know how talented he is. So seeing his size and seeing him reinvigorated was awesome. And the Brian Dayball interview was just the best. He actually does his homework because. He listens to us a little bit, but he's got a friend who listens to us every single day. So oh, he had, he had he, the intel on you. Right. He had all the intel. So we were busting chops back and forth. And I, I threw out some bait there a couple of times to see if he would take it. He would not. He's very smart. But he also told me I've got a midlife crisis haircut. And he wasn't wrong with that. He wasn't wrong <laughs> uh, at all. I said, those of us who still have hair, they'll want to do fun stuff with it, is what I told him. He goes, touche. So, uh, but I, I think the vibe around here is awesome. You can always get a feel. Last year, it wasn't as awesome. I'll be honest with you. And they ended up having a great year. I mean, it just it felt tense. It felt a little weird with the Daniel Jones stuff and the offense, new coaching staff, everybody walking on eggshells. Uh, this year, there's a confidence level and a, and a, and a great vibe. So uh, expectations, a little bit tougher of a schedule. We'll see how it works out. But, I mean, things just feel really good around here. You know, the thing about Dable that I think is interesting, because he's fun, he jokes with you, but let me tell you, dude, like he has a lot of Belichick in him. He does these pressers. He doesn't give a whole lot, but he right. does it, but he does it with a smile. Yeah, so people yeah. are kind of okay with it, right? Then when guys have like, you know, 10 men on the field or 12 men on the field in practice, delay game penalties, he lets guys know about it. So he seems to have struck this balance between regular dude, personable players like him, but he can crack the whip when he needs to, too. Yeah, and to be able to do that as a first-year head coach last year really is amazing. And I think the reason why he was able to do that is just he did every single job going up through the business (laughs) and worked for so many great coaches, obviously Belichick, Saban, and the list goes on. And then to get to that spot that he was there in Buffalo and be as close as you can get to being a head coach and then having the success he had, it was just, he was perfectly made. Now, I I mean, I kind of pegged him a little bit wrong at the time because I was like, man, this guy bounced around in a million different places. You know, he got a great quarterback in Josh Allen, and now he's the hot coordinator. Like, is he really going to work out? But what I failed to sort of realize when he got that job was that he's seen it all. He's seen good seasons. He's seen bad seasons. He's been, he's done everything. Uh, So he was just the perfect guy at the perfect time. Now, we like Joe Judge in year one, too. I don't think this is going to be a similar situation, but obviously he's he knows it more than anybody. I mean, last year is last year. He's got to build on that, and it needs to be a consistent effort. And I, and I really do believe him and Joe Shane are just – they finally got it right. If you, if you think the Giants are going to get back to the playoffs and be as good as they were last year, maybe better, who knows – What's the one thing you think they need to be better at this year than they were last year? I mean, just scoring touchdowns. I mean, that's such an easy <laughs> thing to simple, say. simple, but you're right. Right, but I mean, that that's really it. It's just converting on those drives and having Daniel Jones, you know, throw 35, 40 touchdowns this year. That That's what I want to see from that offense. I think the defense will be good enough. I love the scheme. I love Wink. Obviously, there are some personnel questions, but I think the pass rush is going to be spectacular. I think that defensive line is going to be one of the best in football so they'll be okay there Saquon will get his touches that'll be fine just get that passing offense going to be consistently top 15 in the NFL and they could be right there with the best teams in the NFC and they seem to have added a lot of the weapons to try to make that happen right and then the question is is this offensive line finally where it needs to be yeah to do it too right yeah and I I, I think I think it is I mean you cut when I mean this is such an easy thing to say but when you got one of the best left tackles that in helps. football everything else just falls into place and and then you want to talk about the the most under the radar athlete in New York sports right now. It's Andrew Thomas. This guy is as top of the line as you can get at the premier position in the NFL. 
and he's just there quietly kicking butt. So when you have that, you know, the, the fear and the anxiety and the agita that you have about the offensive line is always quelled as long as he's healthy and on the field. All right, your thoughts on the NFC here. Besides those top three teams, oh San Fran, Philly, God. and I guess Dallas to an extent, right? I don't like – I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. All right, so I, let's move Dallas Storm away then. Yeah. So I, talk about that next tier in the NFC after San Fran and Philly. Or maybe you don't buy the Niners because of the quarterback spot. No, I, I'd still buy them. I mean, they're just so good. They're so talented. And I think that, I mean, Sam Darnold could step in there and win a couple games. By the way, be okay. he probably will this year. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> of, co- of course it is It is Philly's conference. But, you know, you look at it like a, a conference like the NFC North, it sort of sums up the entire conference division like the NFC North sums up the entire conference I mean you got you know a team that's young and upcoming and maybe ready to take a leap in the Detroit Lions you got a team that you know is going to be mediocre and maybe win a division in the Vikings and you got a team with a rookie quarterback in the uh in the uh Green Bay Packers not a rookie first year starter in the Green Bay Packers and you got Justin Fields who could be up and down there's just so many questions so that that mid-tier to me the Giants are ahead of that mid-tier nobody could tell me differently because they went to the divisional round of the playoffs and ran into a buzzsaw team that is just farther along in the progression and then probably should have won the Super Bowl. So you can't just toss that out. You know, and everybody says, well, look at this team, look at the one-score wins and yada, yada, yada. This is still a team in this conference that made it to the divisional round last year. So that that middle tier for me is the Giants, if there's a, you know, a top tier and a middle tier, like they're wedged right in between there, closer to the top tier. Gio, good stuff. Hey, great job with Boomer as always, my friend. Thanks for the time. Thanks a lot. You're looking great. You're doing so great. So you, man. You're looking good. This is awesome. It's great. You know, you're one of those guys that I don't I, I don't see you for like two years or a year going to come to camp, and then I, I feel like when I see you, it's, we we're back up. to 2006 again. Throwing Nerf footballs at the lockers. It's yes! It's great, man. It's great to see you. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Giants fans love a winner. It's why they love Citizens. They in the 2022 Best Bank in the U.S. by The Banker as the official bank of the Giants and sponsor of the Giants Huddle. Citizens is made ready for fans of Big Blue. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. We'll be back with Sal Licata after this. You're ready for a change. Payday comes early with Citizens, so go to that retreat. New you moves to the country. Now you're raising goats and launching a lifestyle brand. Are you ready for all that life brings? And now we're joined by the one and only Sal Licata, another one of my buddies from WFAN, now the new host of the Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata show. So how'd you guys come up with the name, first of all? Very creative, by the way. Yeah, exactly. We had uh, hard meetings about this, Schmelk. It took a while, but then we just decided, hey, let's just keep our names, full names, and go with that. Did you arm wrestle for who was first or something No, like I that? deferred to BT. He's the elder. <laughs> I, I respect my elders, so <laughs> gave him top billing. Age before beauty, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Absolutely. All right. When I say New York Giants 2023 to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind that you think about? Under the radar. I really feel like this team is an under the radar team because there's so much talk about the Jets and the hype with Aaron Rodgers. And initially, if it weren't for that, I would think like, okay, naturally step back, right? Like last year exceeded all, all the expectations, probably aren't going to go as far as they did a year ago. But I think because they're under the radar, Year two, Dable, weapons for Daniel Jones. I really think the Giants could exceed expectations again this year, within their own division, even. What weapon do you think is going to be the difference maker that they brought in? I mean, the obvious one would be Waller, right? But I do like Hyatt, thinking about the explosiveness that you could have there. I just, it's not necessarily about a specific weapon to me, Schmelk, and obviously you know the Giants better than anybody. To me, it's about changing the offense 
from what we saw last year, was much more conservative, running sure. the football, not having Daniel Jones throw it down the field. We saw yeah. him do that in his first season. We haven't seen it since. I think you're going to see a different Daniel Jones this year. So he's got multiple options back at wide receiver now. I don't know if I could pick one. Waller would be the obvious one, but I think Daniel Jones is going to be better this year and different this year. I mean, Waller's huge. I mean, yeah. this is a guy that had over 1,000 yards you know, two years in a row, a couple years ago for the Raiders. It's a health thing, right? If he's going to stay healthy, I mean, I would be full off this chair surprised if he's not leading this team in catches and receiving yards, right? right. I mean, you would think he's going to be the number one target. Now, remember, too, Barkley back. So they have their same. It's not like they lost anything. Yeah. They've added on to an already solid foundation. Plus, I love their coaches knowing to, to you know to put guys in positions to succeed, knowing how to make the most out of what they have. So I feel like now with the new weapons, it's going to be a dynamic offense. And I would be shocked if Waller wasn't a top, whatever, tight end wide receiver. I know you, you don't want to label him as a tight end, but he's going to be a top pass catcher in the NFL. Oh, he's a tight end, but they can use right. him anywhere, which, right. is, which is the beautiful part of it, right? You mentioned Barkley back. More role in the passing game this year? Will it look like it looked like last year? Do you think it's going to be a little different? Him and on that one-year deal. All right, well, how about this aspect of it? Do you think Daniel Jones runs the football less? That's a good question. So if he does, and I think he will because they need to keep him safe. And they abused him in the, the first half of that Viking game, running the football with Daniel Jones, and they knew it and dialed it back a little bit in the second half. That it worked, though. So, yeah, it did well, work. No, 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 right, but you, I don't nah. think that's a... Like you can't sustain no, that 100%, 100%. So he'll be throwing the football deep down the field, which means I think Barkley's going to be... It'll always be a combination of running the football and then ca- catching pass out of the backfield, but I think Barkley's going to be running the football and be the pre, you know, premier option for them as opposed to a combination of Daniel Jones and Barkley running it. Big picture thoughts on Dable. I love the guy. I mean, I, I absolutely love him. I didn't have a chance to meet him, which was unfortunate. I know he's on Boomer and Geo. Um, but I love his demeanor. I love his attitude. I love the results. A clear cut, no messing around. He's in charge of this team. Um, I think they're going to be better. Because of him, I believe they could win that division. When it seems unlikely, the disparity that we saw last year in the you know um, divisional round against the Eagles... Because of Dable Schmelk, I think the, the the sky is the limit. He's the right guy, finally. I thought maybe Joe Judge was going to get it. Clearly, that was not the case. Dable, to me, is a legitimate, you just know, no doubt, legit head coach in this league. Final one on the offense. Offensive line, is it going to be good enough for this offense to function the way you just described it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs, but we saw Thomas last year take a huge step forward. That's a big key. And the, the weapons are there, so you look at the offensive line now, it's going to be even more important for this line to hold up. I guess we got to see how it plays out, but I'm not looking at it saying, eh, that's a weak link where we were so many years in, in the past. I feel like we've talked about this. Maybe we haven't. I feel like you are you like Wink Martindale and just the way he goes about things, knowing your personality. You know my personality. <laughs> he's, he's like me. I like that. Yeah, I do love Wink Martindale. His attitude, no-nonsense guy. Yeah. Boy, the combination of Dable and him. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? And they did good things last year with the defense. Look, this team was not the most talented team in the league last year. So how the hell did they get to the division around? Obviously, they had some players, but it was also about the coaches putting the players in position to succeed. And I think Wink does that with the defense. Do you feel good about your Falcons winning the NFC South? 
Uh, I'll tell you this. I have not paid as much attention to it, but I love the head coach, and I like what they're doing as far as being able to run the football. I don't trust the quarterback, though. I didn't like what I saw from him throwing the football last year. No, look, you can't trust him. Yeah, but the good thing, that division's wide open, though. Yeah, man. well, the other teams stink. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> I don't like Carr, so I don't like the Aints. Panthers, whatever. Bucks, big step back. So maybe by default, the Falcons could win the NFC South. By running the football, they need Ritter to be smart. As they develop him, just don't turn the ball over. Absolutely, 100% with you. Now, for the folks that might not know, Sal and I got our starts at FN at the same time. Yeah. We worked Giant Games together. He worked the board. I did the I producing. I about yeah. that. Sure That's did. right. You are like an extended part of the Giants radio family. It's kind of good that, I mean, the Giants not being on FN would just been weird. It's it's great to be back with you guys. And yeah. And I'm shy. I know the station's excited about it. You guys doing your whole show here on Monday. Yeah. And, like, the Giants and fan have just kind of been together, basically. I like honestly... 25 years, right? Schmoke, honestly, I didn't even think anything of it. And then I was told the news the other day, right before I was about to go on the air at 10, and... I was like, oh, like I just assumed that it was a forever thing with the fan <laughs> and the Giants, and hopefully it is a forever thing. So yeah, it's exciting. I forgot that's right. I ran the board when you were the producer in studio. Yep. I was like, an oh five. Yeah, and then you moved up, and then I think I was producer in studio for a year or two before moving up. And I was, yeah, I love those doing those giant games and trying to watch the Falcons on the other TV <laughs> as well at the same time. Yeah. We have to like Sal. You know, I do. We do have to pay attention to the game, so we know when we have to take a break here. By the way. Um, Real quick, before we say goodbye, uh, your thoughts here, just overall NFL prediction. Do you have a surprise that maybe you're high on this year that maybe not a lot of the people are? Um, I haven't really given it a ton of thought. I'll tell you, I mean, I know it sounds like a cop-out because of the New York teams, but that's where I'm looking. Like, if I, if I think the Giants are going to win the division... That's a surprise team right there. Now, I don't know if they could beat the Niners, let's say, in the postseason. I'm not going to go that far yet. You, you mentioned the Falcons in the NFC South. I don't love the Lions like everybody else does in the North. You look at the landscape of the NFC, it's not great. Wide open, dude. And then in the AFC, you know, with the Burrow injury, that changes things. I think people expect the Ravens to be good and better offense. I think the Jets' defense is what could potentially set them apart. Yeah. So, I, I, of course, how do you not like the Chiefs? I'm not going to be a believer in the Chargers, never am. You know, nobody in the South, really. Everybody's on the Jaguars, I'm sure, which is whatever, fine. But it really comes down to the AFC East, Chiefs. You throw in the Ravens there. And I think the Jets could win that division with that defense. Forget about Rodgers, but the defense there. Giants Little Podcast brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants. From game day to everyday, Citizens is made ready for Giant fans with insights, guidance, and solutions. Learn more at CitizensBank.com. Mr. Licata. Thank you, Good Smoke. luck with the new show, man. Good luck with the pregame and oh. postgame show. Looking forward to having you back in the building. I appreciate it. It's good to be back. Yeah. My boy from back in the day, Sal Licata. I'm John Schmelk. We'll be back with more right after this. You love turf. You're good at it. So you start a turf biz. Business grows. Your savings grow. Become the most celebrated name in turf. Are you ready for all that life brings? All right, we're back. Apparently, we're going day part by day part here. We let off with Greg Giannani, then we had Sal Licata. Now, my man Evan Roberts. Ev, how's it going, man? I dressed up for you. I'm wearing a beautiful a green button-down. Yeah. There's a collar. Now, you're wearing green in the Giants facility. I'm not sure that was the best move. Was that done on purpose? Maybe. Now, not green for the Eagles, I should no, point no, out. No, no, hold on a second. No, exactly. I'm, that's why I wanted to protect you. I don't want Giant fans thinking you weren't green for the Eagles, because that, no. would, be a, that, that would be a problem. I am anti-Philly to the core, Okay. <laughs> Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, hate them all. So FAN's doing their whole show uh, of day of shows here at, at Quest. Now, are we going to be able to cheer you up here after what's been a rough couple months for you? Yes, the idea that I'm looking at football and I'm thinking about the fall just cheers me up naturally. Anything that brings me to football season makes me excited. 
obviously with, with, with the Mets and the Yankees not 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 doing so great. Oh, uh, and also the summer sucks. I hate the summer. You hate the summer. It's, it's too hot. hot. Yeah. It's, it's 90 degrees. It's humid. The last couple weeks haven't been that bad, though. Uh, to you. Well, I was also in Detroit last week. I'm not sure what was going on here <laughs> last right. week. But. <laughs> All right. So when you – just big picture. You think Giants football coming. What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? What are you uh, thinking about? Disappointment. Can you can you expand on that? Yes, please? I, I just wanted to let that <laughs> marinate for a second. I know this. May I'm seem... like that. You're here and something else. <laughs> I think last year was so ridiculously shocking. Like even the most optimistic Giant fan couldn't have imagined no. that they were going to be a playoff team, that they were going to win a playoff game, that Daniel Jones was going to get a long term contract. Like if I would have said any of that stuff one year ago at this time. You would have had me drug test. Evan, we do bold predictions. I had fans calling up in late August. Giants go to the second round of the playoffs. I, I like laughed at a couple of them. <laughs> I can't believe you even this got the Giants calls. programming. I mean, it's true. <laughs> we, we were all surprised. It was, and it was incredible to watch, and everyone deserves bouquets for what we saw last year. Brian Dable's coaching job was outstanding. I couldn't have been more wrong about Daniel Jones. I don't think I was out there like most on the fan. I thought he's going to play it out. Then Joe Shane's going to bring in his own quarterback, whether it's drafting his own or trading for a veteran. There's no way he'd be here. So last year was amazing. It was great. And I love what they've done during this offseason. It's not like I can sit here and say, I hated getting Darren Waller. I hated getting Paris Campbell or I hated their draft. I just think sometimes when expectations change, yeah, it's no, very right. difficult to match those. So when I say disappointment, I'm not telling you they're going to win three games. I don't think this is going to be a disaster. I don't think Dayball's going to turn into Eric Mangini from the Manginius to 4-12. and 12. I'm not, I am not suggesting that. But I think it's going to be very, very difficult to match what we saw last year. And so when you ask me, and I'm just giving you an yeah, honest answer. That's why I asked you the question. I think it's going to be disappointing only because the bar is so high from what we saw a year ago. And it's funny, what I've said to fans here, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I'm putting it on their radar so they're kind of prepared, right? You could be a actually a better team yes. with more talent yes. and have a worse record. Yes. Just because a couple of those close games don't go your way. And by the way, you're playing the AFC East instead of the AFC South. Little bit of a difference between those two divisions. No doubt. Just a little bit. It's just no a much doubt. tougher road this year. Well, you hit on it. If memory serves correct, I think they won every single game but the Indianapolis game by one score. That's correct. So you could certainly argue a lot of these games could have gone either way. In a 17-game season, maybe the luck doesn't go your way this year. You are facing a tougher schedule. So I don't think we necessarily walk away from this season thinking, boy, Joe Shane's a moron, Brian Tables. I don't think any of that's going to happen, but I think it's going to be very difficult to match what we saw last year. And to me as a fan, this is the way I view things, whether it's the Jets, the Mets, the Net, whatever team I root for, I got to match or be better than what I did last year. Otherwise, it's a disappointment. Sure. That, that's how I view it. So if the Giants won 10 games, made the postseason, and lost in the first round, to me as a fan, I would say, yeah, that was disappointing. Now, that may sound crazy, because maybe you look <laughs> at that and say, hey, wait a second, Evan, that's a pretty good year. To me, it wouldn't be. No, I hear because you. last year, you were a win away from the NFC Championship game. So I got to get to at least that point, and I think that's going to be very difficult sledding. All right, so to get to that point, yeah. and maybe get to the NFC title game, what needs to be different? What needs to go right for this team this year to take the next step if that happens? I think that Daniel Jones was really good last year. He's got to be better. No, that's fair. And there are certainly they have supplied him with more weapons around him for that to happen. Evan Neal's got to be healthy, and he's got to take a big step. Look, Andrew Thomas, for my money, and I'm biased because I watch every Giant game. I, I can't watch every team in the NFL all the time. But for my money, Andrew Thomas is the best left tackle in the NFL. He's great. And in year one... 
would any of us have thought that? No. So it, it's a reminder that sometimes when you draft offensive linemen, you're not going to get the great result immediately. Now, sometimes you wait for something that'll never happen. Mackay Becton. Eric Flowers. I was going to use, but fine. No, Eric, no, Eric Flowers, 100%. 100%. But Eric you're right about Mackay Becton. Yeah. The weird thing about Mackay Becton is he never plays. Well, that's, that's you know the thing, mean? yeah. Like, he doesn't play football. When See, he plays football, he actually has been okay in the It's funny, though, watching Hard Knock, just him standing next to Zach Wilson, what a massive human being he yes. is, Mackay Becton. Oh, my gosh. That's probably why they drafted him. <laughs> they saw a mountain of a man. Yes. So I think Evan Neal taking that next step. Mm-hmm. And really the offense becoming more dynamic, which Joe Shane has put themselves in a position to be. I mean, they have certainly improved this offense. I think when you look at what they did during the offseason, I don't have major critiques of what they've done. So I think that's going to have to be one of the main things for them to take that next step. How about the defense? Defensively, like, can they stop the run? Can they be more effective? And can they beat teams in their division? Like, that's the thing that we almost forget about from last one, year. One, four, and one. Yeah. Now, it's got to be better. And that tie was, to me, basically a loss. That was a game they really should have won that they blew against Washington. So they've got to beat their division. They've got, they have to be better in a lot of ways from last year, and that's coming off a year in which they stunned all of us. And that's to, t- to take it to the next step and kind of be in the league of the Philadelphia Eagles because that's the goal. Yeah, and I would say even if you don't catch Philly this year because we know how talented that yeah, team is. Yeah. If you can catch Dallas, like if you can put yourself firmly in that category with Dallas and that next group of teams in the NFC, maybe we'll see what happens with the 49ers quarterback situation, right? If you can do that, I think – even, again, we'll see about the win total. You're seeing at least that graph, talent-wise, go up. And if you have the talent, then you have somewhere to go. No doubt. And I think what certainly gives you more optimism is that the NFC feels winnable. You know, after Philadelphia and San Francisco, and the Niners mm-hmm. have their own questions, like you mentioned, the quarterback situation, is Brock Purdy healthy? Is Trey Lance ever going to be the guy? You look at the NFC, and Minnesota certainly doesn't scare you. Detroit is everybody's hot pick, and I get it, but they've got to go prove it. They're also the Detroit Lions. Right. They are. <laughs> At the end of the day, they are. That's what I remind myself about the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped up, but we're the Jets. So I think you look around the conference, and that's at least a reason to kind of convince yourself. The okay. NFC South's a mess. You have Geno Smith quarterbacking yeah. the Seahawks, right? I mean, and, and Geno had a great year last year. He was fantastic. But you're right. After those two teams, I mean, this thing is wide open. In the I NFC. think that's the, the one fun part is that how many seasons has we've gone into over the last five, six, seven, eight years where you can talk yourselves into a run and talk about a future that's bright and think legitimately about the postseason. Even last year where they made the playoffs, like we said, none of us saw that coming. So at least we have that excitement coming into a football season. Well, let me ask about the AFC because I touched on the NFC with Sal and his Falcons. So <laughs> on the other hand, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Tua Tagovailoa. I think I got everybody. One of those quarterbacks ain't making the playoffs. Like and yeah. Justin Herbert, I forgot him. That's yeah. Ted. I mean, only eight, like that. The AFC is tough, dude. It oh is, man, it's not going to be easy. With that said, the Jets better make the postseason. If they don't make the postseason, that is a Brooklyn Net-like disaster. You know what I mean? With the expectations that they have, I look at the AFC this way. At this point in my life, as a football fan, I want to win a championship. Yeah, sure. I don't want to just make the postseason, even though that'd be a big step hey, look, for the Aaron Jets. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. It's Super yeah. Bowl or bust. Right. And he's only going to be here mm-hmm. for two, three years. But I look over at Kansas City. I remember last year, after they lost Tyreek Hill, or traded Tyreek Hill, there was this view of, how ah, does Patrick Mahomes have enough weapons? Uh, I was Chiefs one of those guys. Good. My of bad. Of course you were. <laughs> and the Kansas City Chiefs are like the late 90s Yankees in a way. Show me them dead. Correct. Show me their body on the ground, and I'll believe they're done. So you're right about Buffalo, 
and you're right about Baltimore, and you're right about Cincinnati, and you're right about Deshaun Watson and Clay. We can go on and on and on about how difficult the AFC is. But really, the behemoth you got to get past is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And think about when they've lost. It seems like it took flukes for them to lose. No, you're right. An offsides against New England. A wild turn of events against Cincinnati. Zero offensive line in the Super Bowl. Like, they're difficult to beat. And so, as loaded as the AFC is, I look at them and say, can anyone knock them off? Can the Jets knock them off? And it's very difficult to talk myself into thinking that can happen. All right, final question. You got to get this in before we say goodbye. What's the next superstar that winds up here? Basketball-wise, <laughs> and which franchise does he wind up on? Me, Don- and, me and Evan have to talk Nets next year. For Donovan a second, Mitchell, Brooklyn Nets. Ooh, trade or free agency? Uh, probably a trade at some point next season when Donovan Mitchell lets it be known. You know what? I don't really want to live in Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, doesn't do it for me. You talk I to show up at City are... Field yeah. all the time. I want to be in New York. And then the Nets have more assets, and they'll go get them. You talk about... People around the league, no one thinks he's in Cleveland for more than one more year. No, you're right. But is it the Nets or the Knicks? And all right, I'll give you three names. Which one is the best chance of winding up here? Embiid, Giannis, Luka. Embiid, Giannis. I don't think any of them actually are. Okay, really? I think Giannis is in Milwaukee for the rest of his career. I think if Luka ever really forces his way out, Mark Cuban would never send him to New York. I think he would try to avoid that at all costs. That and the Lakers. I think he would say no way, no how. And Joel Embiid is never getting traded to the Knicks or Nets. You know, and that's my argument. I don't think Moray trades him inside never. the division. No. I, I agree with you on that. I think they're going to convince him to stay long-term, but even if he decided to blow it up, it's not happening to the Knicks or Nets. So those three guys, as much as we all may fantasize about them, none of the three end up in Brooklyn or Manhattan. I'm setting you up to represent your green here. Final question. What's the next New York championship? <laughs> Jinx it. Go ahead. The New York Mets. <laughs> In 2028. <laughs> Did the Liberty count? I mean, because I think they're going to be the next New York champion. They might be. I was, not, I, was, I was not including that, but yes. Evan, good stuff, brother. Thank you, man. Enjoy practice today. FAN's been here all day doing their shows. Uh, we thank them for being with us, and we're thrilled to be back with them on the air again this year. For Evan Roberts, for Sal Licata, for Greg Giannotti, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks for joining us on the Giants Little Podcast, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the Giants.